we should consider just what we sleep on. And it doesn't have to be hours, but it can be, you know, as long as you research it well and you're convinced that what you're buying is good and what you're buying is actually an investment, not just an item, because it's going to set the foundation for almost every day. How is it possible for a parent of a child with autism to become the superhero their child needs now? I'm Len. And I'm Cass. When our son was diagnosed with moderate to severe autism, we went all in. We spent over a decade learning everything we could on how we could transform to help our son thrive. And guess what? He's doing it. This year, he ran for class president. Each week on this podcast, we will be sharing the secrets needed for you to become the superhero your child needs. If you want to learn how to tap into your innate superpowers to help your child thrive, visit AutismParentingSecrets.com. Hello and welcome to Autism Parenting Secrets. It's Len, and today we are talking about sleep. Not only the importance of sleep, but what are you sleeping on? And Cass and I always get the question about what do we do? What bed do we have? So with me today is the person who um, provided what we use and what we're delighted with. And we just want to share more than just what do we use, why a bed and making a really good decision on what's a good fit is so super important. So with me today is Hendrik Hawizen, and he is with CBH Wood and the maker of Swiss Dream Beds. And this is going to be a more explanatory, deeper dive into why the sleeping environment is so important and particularly the bed and what to look for, what to watch out for. And I know Hendrik just has such a deep, deep expertise and his company, they create incredibly high quality products. So I just wanted to give him a platform to talk about his company and what they're putting out there and why it matters so much. So welcome, Hendrik. Thanks for having me, Leonard. All right, great. Well, I know I've been looking at forward to this conversation for a while. And as I mentioned, you know, a lot of times people do ask us because so many of our episodes focus on EMFs, especially removing stressors in the environment to help promote better sleep. And not only for the children, you know, who who may be on the autism spectrum, but their parents and everyone in the family, having more restorative sleep is just incredibly important. And I think that's where you come in. So could you talk a little bit about your company and the type of products that you're putting out there? Uh, yeah. So we're in Canada on the East Coast. We originally, the my, my family were from Germany. We moved here to Canada a few years ago and uh, we got in contact with a Swiss person who was running a company called Hüsslernest in Switzerland. And back then they were producing or manufacturing the wood here in Canada to be shipped to Switzerland, and then they would put the beds together there and sell them. And uh, And those beds, they were new to us at the time. This was in 2007. So the the name of the owner there is Balthasar Hüsler. That's why the company in Switzerland is called Hüsler Nest. And he invented this bed back in the 70s. I think it was in 72 or 3. Uh, and the reason was he was in his early 40s at the time, diagnosed diagnosed with chronic lower back pain. It just sort of came about. There wasn't like he didn't have a car accident or a fall or something like that that would have caused it. And and so doctors said we can't help you. You're just going to be stuck with it. And he wasn't satisfied with that explanation and that uh, answer. And so he went and, and tried to do something about it. And in the process, created this bed that we now here distribute and that 
which they have distributed out of Switzerland for about 40 years now. And so, so the first or the primary focus of the bed was the design in terms of how it supports your, your back and during sleep, how it restores your, your spines and your discs in general. Because usually what happens with lower back pain for most people is that over time your discs get damaged because they don't get to expand at night. So they're kind of like a sponge that gets squeezed during the day, which is why you will read in places that you actually shrink during the day by about an inch or so. And then if you have a good sleep, you grow again by an inch. And that is the, the mechanism of your, your vertebrae pushing on your disc during the day, squeezing out all the fluid. And then hopefully at night, they release and let your disc fill up sort of like a sponge again. And you go again the next day. And so I guess that mechanism had been going wrong in his life. And so he went and, and invented a, a way of sleeping that, that helps relieve that pressure of your disc when you sleep so they can restore at night. And, and is that because a typical conventional, let's say, mattress or bed doesn't really allow for that? Well, his at the time certainly didn't. <laughs> um, and I mean, he he's from Switzerland. It's They are generally naturally minded. And, you know, just being in that environment makes you consider yourself and your environment a lot more compared to, you know, other places where you may only see concrete buildings. And also just... Uh, I forget what he slept on, but he probably slept on a simple pre-tensioned slat system at the time, because those are fairly widespread over Europe, and and they do you know a decent job. I mean, there's a lot of things that are worse than that, but uh, apparently it wasn't good enough either. And so it came about with this bed, and and because he's Swiss and because he had an appreciation for nature, he he didn't just like the main focus of the bed, as I said, was how how to properly uh, restore your spinal health during sleep. But then the secondary focus was pretty closely tied into because he was Swiss saying, okay, what are the best materials I can use for that that uh, that allow this to happen? So, you know, you can you can use all sorts of stuff that chemically off gases and that you can make in the lab and, and you can make the, a, a really good bed, but you can also try to find something that nature already has provided and, uh, and use that. And so um, have... Uh, not only good uh, spinal health, but also improve your overall health while you while you add it. And so that's why he chose latex, natural latex, and uh, sheep wool and cotton and wood and a combination thereof. Um, because at the end of the day, you can do it with coil springs. They're made out of metal, but there's some problems that come along with those springs as well yes. uh, that, that don't come along with wood. And so one of the issues there was that, uh, you know, metal exerts a magnetic field whether it's plugged into the wall or not. And so uh, it was one of the focus because Balthasar was quite aware that the earth has a, has a magnetic field because of the way it spins and that we humans also have our own magnetic fields because the way we're made and, and we interact, that the fields interact. And so he, he was quite aware that, that this interaction takes place and that if you add additional fields around it, it then disturbs the interaction between us and the, the field that, we naturally find in our environment. And so one of the reasons was sort of to, to minimize the amount of metal used in the bed. And that went, you know, from the basic things, like in the frame, you don't use nuts and bolts, you use wood connections, or now we use a fiberglass reinforced plastic because technology has improved. And, uh, and so we can, we can have that, which it didn't have back then. And also instead of, because the idea of the coil spring was, is, is good, 
but so that you have some some support that lets you sink in just enough, but not too much, so that the resistance increases the more you you sink sink in. And so he he basically figured this one out. If you use a combination of wood on latex, you can come up with the same effect mm-hmm. without needing the metal, and you don't get the fatigue that the metal gets over time. Uh, and so it keeps the quality a lot longer than than a coil spring would be. Fantastic. Yeah. No. And the reason we were initially uh, drawn to you or excited because we were in the market for a bed that was natural, not just pretending to be natural, but was actually natural. And that didn't have metal because at the time that was really important because we were living in an ur- we're in New York City urban environment. And we did believe that, yeah, metal in the bed just didn't make any sense. And so um, you check the boxes on that. And the support structure, I, I, I would agree that you want that you want the flexibility you want some give but the system that you designed or that was designed in by your company really you know does you know like you feel like you're actually on springs you feel that support yeah and that's really the heart of the of the of, of our bed i mean the materials are, are great for example the latex we use it's latex we get from the netherlands uh, it's manufactured in the Netherlands. The latex itself comes from, you know, all over the place in uh, Indonesia and uh, mostly from Asia. Um, although there are some places that get their latex from more South America, but ours comes more from Asia. And so it gets manufactured in the Netherlands and then we get that shipped over here. And we had tried different kinds of latexes um, and, you know, different companies make different claims and most of them don't hold up, unfortunately. And so, but we did find that the people in the in the Netherlands they did take their mandate quite seriously, and actually have delivered the quality that you know they promised and others promised. And when we'd used other latex, we end up always getting we used it just at the beginning. A place I think it was from Boston, and they said they had the same quality. And in terms of it being natural, it was probably the same. But then somehow it wouldn't last as long. So there was something in the process that they did differently. Um, which the people in the Netherlands do a lot better. And so we had to replace a bunch of pieces that we didn't send too many pieces out from uh, from Boston, but those had been replaced within two, three years. People found a big difference in their sleep just in a, in a couple of years. And so we say, okay, we know the issue. We'll give you something that we know fixes it. And they've been happy since. And it was a real good lesson just to see that how one thing that, you know, says they are this and another person another company says oh we're the exact same and you send them out and they come back at completely different results and and so it was a good lesson though um just to, to show that yeah the guys in the netherlands they do a really good job at making the latex yeah but well, that's important because i mean there is so much marketing everyone's purporting to be you know healthy or natural and the like and to find the people who actually back it up and i think some countries have stricter standards on what you know how you can market but uh, I think what we found, and especially when I was at a, um, I was at a biohacking conference a couple of years ago, and uh, there was a company that was being featured about their beds, which they, you know, kind of were billing as the, you know, uh, the top of the line bed that you could possibly get, you know, from an overall wellness standpoint. And it was, I'm not going to name the company, but it was an, it was more than the price of a really nice vehicle. If you were to buy a brand new car, it was a very big investment. And it was exactly your bed. <laughs> so the whole the concept, because your bed, we haven't really talked about it. It's very minimalistic. It, again, it's all natural materials. It, it seems very 
basic, but it's 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 extremely effective and simple. And, uh, and again, from a health standpoint, if you care about non-toxic materials and just an environment that promotes quality sleep, it's just extremely, like we found it to be extremely effective. And it was just interesting because, hey, these are businesses, competition. It seems like the concept that was invented within your company, other people are doing it and marketing it very differently. But um, but I looked at it and I said, listen, this is the exact same bed, same slat system, which is a wood slat system with a latex topper. So there is no mattress per se, right? It's just, um, how, how would you describe it? What would you describe the latex as? Do you, do you use the term mattress? Yeah, but only because... It helps people, people understand. To. Yeah, it, it's really just a, I call it a mattress system and it, it consists of, so there are these latex supports and there's a, a slat system that spans across that latex support so that the slat can move up and down. And then on top of that is a four inch latex mattress or it's, it's more or less just a comfort layer because technically what you could do is if you are a healthy individual and you sleep on your back, you could sleep straight on the slats just need a pillow and you'll find you fairly comfortable. Of course, if you lay on your side, then you'll probably have too much pressure then on your shoulder because, you know, you're sleeping still on wood, even though it's flexible. Um, and so the, the four inches is more or less helps with the comfort, but the real work of the bed is really just happening in the slats. Got it. And what have you seen? I, I know with obviously the number of customers you've had, clearly people with chronic back issues this this is a, a phenomenal fit for them but have you seen anything more specific in terms of the type of people who particularly would benefit more from your system because I, I would argue that parents who are listening your self-care is extremely important sort of find a bed that really works for you is key which is why we're introducing this as an option for you uh, and your children especially their quality sleep really matters as well so we know Kids on the spectrum, kids who are more sensitive, kids who are perhaps um, may have more impact from stressors of all kinds, including things like EMFs and chemicals, et cetera. We know this would be something that would be a fit for them. But what have you seen in terms of customers and who really particularly would benefit from you know, the slat system and the Swiss Dream Bed? Yeah, I guess the most people that come to us, because we don't do any advertisement, like none right. at all, other than I talk to people. And if somebody's interested, like you were, you want to speak and, and give us some exposure, then I'm happy to do that. But so almost all the people that come to us are the kind of people that like to do research and they research <laughs> well, that's, generally that's our, them to us. Yeah, that's our parents. They're excellent at research. Um, but yeah, so people who've researched beds who are looking to make a very informed decision, that's those are your people. Yeah, yeah, I get. And which is great for us because then they already appreciate the things that we have because they've been, they, they just didn't go to the, you know, the big box store and try different things out. They already know that certain things are better than for you and other things are worse. And, and having that awareness then they read our stuff and then they may say, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. Or maybe they say that's not what I'm looking for and that that's perfectly fine. But I, in terms of people with back pain, I should say like there isn't a one size fits all. There is a, it doesn't guarantee because it's well designed that it'll work for everybody. And I, I find roughly speaking, 
about two to three people out of a hundred will not be able to sleep on our bed. Um, I'm trying to figure out why that would be, uh, because maybe it's a design flaw that could be addressed, but it, it seems, because sometimes I think, okay, the older you are, because our bed is very different from what you're used to before in all likelihood, it means it'll take you a little bit of time to adjust to it. And depending on how long you have slept on something different, the harder it will be for you to adjust. That sort of would make sense in my mind. Or if you have, you know, back issues, maybe it will also be take a little bit of time to adjust because what the bed does, it actively pushes on your back while you're sleeping. And so you'll get more discomfort on average uh, at first. Um, but then I have people that are, you know, in their 70s, in their 80s, and they're, they've they never slept on anything like that. And, and they're good from night one on. Mm-hmm. And and then I have people with, I remember I had a guy from New York City, and he had uh, all sorts of herniated discs going on. And, and he found relief on night on. He never had any issues. So that it seems to be all over. I think what I came down to conclude with is that depends a little bit on how good you are with adjusting to change that you can. And that's what seems to be supported by the literature because it says something takes you about one to two months before you can get used to a new bed, before your body actually gets used to it. Um, and for some people, it's obviously quicker and some people it takes longer. But uh, yeah, that, that seems to be the kind of person. Also found, I've made a number of experience with pregnant ladies buying our beds because mm-hmm. they always... On average, it seems to be that uh, ladies that are pregnant have problems with back pain during their the time that they are pregnant, or the, and especially the further they get along. Um, so I had a number of good reviews that ladies were saying that it has not eliminated, but significantly reduced the discomfort that they had been feeling, especially as they went along. So that that was encouraging. It was the same for my wife too. But yeah, on average, it's it's people who. Who do research. I, I do get actually a number of people too that look for metal-free beds. That seems to come up more and more. And I did have a person in Toronto here in Canada. He is uh, he does biological building design, which oh, is is he a building biologist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I guess your audience may know already what that is, but just in case you don't, they look at how to improve your home or design your home so that less EMFs that you're exposed to less EMFs from whatever um, telephone lines or your power meter or whatever it might be your Wi-Fi router. Um, So he had it or he bought the bed and he did a couple of things at his house. He took some videos um, where he just measured the frequency our bed in a room that was as sheltered as possible versus a regular bed in a room as sheltered as possible. And so he found that, yeah, it doesn't add anything, even though we do have one slight little piece of metal in it and it's in aluminum, the zipper on the on the cotton cover. So the mattress is contained by a cotton cover that you could take off and wash in, and it's uh, using a zipper. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it's made out of uh, aluminum, it and I was checking with somebody that it does have some EMF amplification on it, on aluminum, but I guess it was used, or it is it has shown to be the least amount conductive. of amplification, or yeah. the least conductive compared to all the other metals. And, and so maybe I should revise the website and say it's not 
100% EMF free, but it's probably somewhere between the 99 point something, which I think is probably still better than most things you can find. Yeah, no, so st- still significant, significant improvement. And yeah, no, the, the building biologists, yeah, that is their role. And, uh, you know, there's so many components that go into what is the body receiving, right? Because there could be a whole bunch of things going on in your house, but depending on where you're physically located, it may not be having an impact or it may be, which is why all roads lead to the bed, right? Particularly where's the head positioned exactly in the room. Uh, you want it away from electric outlets, as an example. You want it not to be in the middle of some field, whether it's a magnetic field or an electric field or or radio frequencies with Wi-Fi, et cetera. So that's where the bed is a, an incredibly important piece to just look at and just to take a step back saying, hey, is this bed helping to promote quality sleep and, and restoration? And so, um, so the fact that there's so little um, metal um, in the bed, I think, is a, is moving in that positive direction, right? You know, because you're, it's not about perfection; it's about what can you do to remove whatever might be producing a more stressful environment. And particularly for our, our kids, sleep is often a big issue um, in terms of a child not getting that quality restorative sleep or waking up throughout the night. So the bed is a piece of the puzzle to put together something that might just set the child up or the parent up for success. Yeah, and you make a good point. My background's engineering, and uh, you said just to make, you know, can you make it better? And I think that we should keep that in mind that, you know, there's many perfect solutions or near perfect solutions out there, but, and, you know, we're all limited in certain regards, resources, time, whatever it might be, location. But it's, you know, there's a few things you can always do better at, you know, maybe it's buying something or doing something different or, yeah, I think that's that's good to keep in mind. I guess for full disclosure, we talked, you mentioned earlier about the materials on the latex. So when we say it's all natural, we have to keep in mind that if, if you have 100% natural latex anything, you end up with just fluid because latex comes out of a tree, like uh, maple syrup may come out of a maple tree. And, and so what they do in the Netherlands to, so then you need something to form this latex sap into a, into a shape. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done in the Netherlands was they have now, and this is fairly recent. When we first started, it was at 95% pure. They're now at 70, 97% pure latex mattresses. And so they, they needed to figure out how, how can we, foam this into a mattress and they came up with this now 3% uh, cocktail in order to foam this. And I tried to find out what it is and and they will not tell me because it's a company secret, but what they do and regardless is they then send us to a place called Eco Institute in Germany where they test the latex and the safety criteria as the infant's health, um, you know, respiratory system, uh, skin exposure and and so on and so forth. So so just for full disclosure, it isn't 100% natural. It's 97% uh, pure, but it does get tested at, at the place, at least that we have in Europe, that is probably the most stringent in terms of health guidelines. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, uh, in terms of testing and having standards that are enforced, I think it's a very different world in Europe and particularly Germany. Um, then the testing standards we may have here in the U.S., which are much more lax. So uh, so that does give me a, 
a, a better sense of comfort. And um, and with someone who might have concerns from an allergy perspective, latex allergy. I mean, I guess they're not sleeping on the latex, right? There's a cover and and cotton cover to cover that material. But does that run into an issue if someone has a latex allergy? It's probably not the bed for them. Yeah, personally, I haven't had. Oh, I actually did have one lady who had a latex allergy. I had many who had concerns. It turns out most people, and you know, not all people. Some people have real latex allergies, but most people have allergies. They're allergic towards those uh, synthetic. Some of the it could be leftover things from the processes that synthetic latex goes through, or just the synthetic latex itself. So they're usually allergic to that. Same for the wool. We have a wool cover on top. And I, I remember we were at this home show here in uh, near Toronto. And the lady was telling me about her wool allergy while she was sitting on the bed and, and sort of rubbing the wool topper. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You're one of those who is allergic to probably the moth and the mite treatment that are still sort of traces are left usually in the wool. And anyways, it was kind of funny because we had a good laugh. So what they do in the Netherlands also for the latex, there is a certain substance that people are allergic to when, when it comes to latex, and they try to extract that out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But even then, like you were saying, the latex is contained in a, in a cotton cover, and you would have your uh, you have a sheep wool cover on top, and then you would have your bed sheet around it. So you're not really touching the latex. But, you know, if you have a severe latex allergy, then maybe just the, because it does have a smell, the latex, so maybe you have, you could have problems with that already. It may have a smell initially, right? Because I, I definitely don't detect any smell. Uh, well, I did find, so not with kids, but I had uh, two people in the last five years. So it's quite rare, but it does happen. Uh, one person, he was on the autism spectrum somewhere, and and he had he picked up on the smell of the latex. It's kind of like, to me, it just smells like vanilla or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very aggressive, but but he picked up on it. He couldn't deal with it for about two, three weeks until it had gone away. Because what happens is when we store them here before we send them out, all the latex mattresses are put are together in one place, and so the, it keeps it doesn't let the natural smell dissipate very well. And then once we send them out, then each mattress is by themselves and, and it can right. dissipate a lot better. So for very, very sensitive noses, it, it may be a week or two, but uh, in any case, even if, if you smell it, and for most people, it's not a problem, um, but sometimes they ask, I can smell the latex a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's fine. I don't have any concern with off-gassing because there isn't anything in there that could off-gas. It's just a natural smell of latex. And we're not used to that one because we don't know it for the most yeah. part. Well, well, I was going to say it's not off-gassing because off-gassing, you're talking about chemicals and and things that you would definitely want to air out before you even bring the bed in. What we're talking about is just a natural, a natural sense of so someone's very sensitive to smells. Um, then yeah, they may smell it, but yeah, I, I don't even remember when we first got it noticing anything, and and now clearly, uh, no, there's no there's no scent to it. It's just and that that's what we love about it. It's just so it just feels nat- it feels a natural part of the room, and um, and my son who is allergic to everything pretty much under the sun um, has never you know he he loves it. He's never had any issues with it. It is not uncommon for people who have allergies to say that you know they have had some improvement and it, i think it comes down to 
probably anyways, this is my guess, that they've been sleeping on a mattress, you know, traditional kind of mattress. And I mean, if you've ever opened one, you you will regret it that you've opened it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in there. And, you know, you have mites, dust mites. Are just It's just a haven for them in there. Um, and so and you, so you sleep on that. And most people are fine. But those people who are quite allergic to those things, um, they struggle with that. And when they started sleeping on, on sheep wool, because what happens on the sheep wool is that the wool was, it, it's just cut off the sheep of a living sheep, which is important because that means the wool is still living in that sense. And then it's merely cold washed and they, they pick through it. So sometimes when you look at your sheep wool top, you may see some dark spots. And then I had a couple of people ask me, do they have mold in their, in their wool top? And I'm like, no, it's just, you know, it could be dark wool. It could be a piece of brush. Because um, yeah. what normally what's done to wool is it gets bleached. So it's all nice and white and it gets, uh, gets some moth and mite treatment and, and all this stuff. Um, the irony is that natural sheep wool is all of that. It's moth-resistant, mite-resistant, and all of that. And the reason is, our friends from Hüslanest pointed that out to me a couple of months ago. So when you sleep, you know, your skin's always shedding, and it, it falls in the bed, and the mites love this stuff. They're actually our friends because they eat the skin, all the dead skin. And so they eat all this stuff. They feed on that. And that's actually a good thing that they do that. The problem is that we also have some problems with the mites. Um, but on the sheep wool, because um, it captures all those skins and it naturally, it, it breaks all this stuff down, be just the mechanism of the wool. So then there's nothing for the mites to eat in there. So they don't stick around for very long and take off and go somewhere else, which is one of the benefits of, of sleeping on wool. And I think because the people that are very allergic don't sleep in an environment that has this exposure to, you know, all sorts of things at the micro level that fall off your body. And, uh, and so it's a much cleaner environment. And so they think that this could be the reason why a lot of them do better when they sleep on this kind of sheep wool. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and it, as well as just the other things we talked about, right? You have a, a bed system that doesn't have a lot of the chemicals that might be associated with mattress production or the bedding or the frame of whatever the bed's made of itself. Um, so that's where they're, if you look at a typical bed, it's more complicated than you think in terms of all the parts. So to have something that's more natural, you know, clearly that's going to benefit somebody who's got allergies, environmental allergies of all kinds. And again, just to produce a more restful environment. And I think the big question I know I had before we purchased, which was my hesitation is, you know, especially for something like a bed, you so want to just try it first. You know, so that's where if there was a showroom where, you know, people could go to try this, it would at least that's what I was hoping for. So when we purchased it, we were like, okay, we're keeping our fingers crossed. And I know you have, you make it easy. There's a return policy, but there's, um, but just wanting to try it and see if it, how does it feel initially? And then to your point, more importantly, how does it feel after a few weeks or months? Cause there is some getting used to it. Um, but I, I was delighted where, I mean, I think it was like day three. And I was I was all in like the first two days, like, oh, yeah, that was a little bit different. But um, it's been a great fit for us, you know, from the get go. Uh, but what happens if somebody does purchase, you know, and, and what what, it, what is your return policy, if you don't mind talking? Yeah, sure. So what what I offer is and I because we understand can't, most people can not try this before they buy it because we're too small. So people can buy and then after 
I say within three weeks, because usually I know that on average, it takes you somewhere between one and seven nights to get used to the bed. Um, you know, there are some some people it'll take longer and some people it take no time. But roughly speaking, it's in that range. Um, if they don't like it, if the person doesn't like it, can't get used to it for whatever reason, then we'll, we'll take it back. Uh, and we usually pay for the return shipping. And the only thing you have to keep is the sheep wool because the purpose of it is purely hygienic. And so as you sleep, it soaks up your sweat and it cleans itself yeah. out again. And and so I, I wouldn't want to resell that piece. Um, so people have to keep that. I mean, it lends itself because if if we ship it back, it does cost a little bit of money, which which is fine. Um, but I'm happy that we really only get research kind of a person that come to us um, because, you know, because not everybody knows about it. And if everybody knows about it, then we may go bankrupt with that return <laughs> policy because too many, because people just say, oh, I want to try this because we have an Amazon kind of mentality or we just buy and give return, buy and return. Um, but yeah. but we generally get pretty, you know, serious people that, that already have convinced before buying it because they've been looking for something like that to begin with. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're well informed um, before they get to you. And again, I think the product speaks for itself. So I'm I'm sure you, you don't have many returns because of the fact that it, it you know it delivers as expected and it provides that that environment. And uh, yeah, I mean for us when we go traveling and we go to hotels and all that and then go back on a regular mattress, I mean you, you notice it and um, we appreciate it when we get home because it really truly is part of our you know our sleep sanctuary. And uh, and so again, we're thankful for. You know, you guys having this as a product available for us. And uh, yeah, I, again, if you want to get an idea of what it looks like, we'll include the link in the show notes, uh, Swiss Dream Beds, as well as um, Hendrick's walkthrough video. But just keep this in mind as an option, you, you, perhaps for yourself on what you're sleeping on and also for your child. And it, it's worth, it's useful to look at both and just say, hey, it, it is, is what we're sleeping on a fit? for what's going to help the most in terms of that key, key objective, restorative sleep. You know, we, we talk about it so much on this podcast because for a parent and a child, it's hard to come up with anything that's more important um, than getting that right. So this is just one piece of that puzzle that you can put together just again to create more wellness within your household. So again, thanks for taking the time to have this conversation. Any other final thoughts that you might want to uh, leave with our listeners? Yeah, maybe one. Just about sleep in general. Because I had people that have some skin in the game, shall we say, not in our company, but in the sleep environment in general, they they will say they've always positively commented on the four things I line out on the website that basically says uh, there's four things you should be aware of. Your physical physical health as an exercise, your nutrition, what it is you eat, sure. uh, your physical health in terms of how you sleep and your spiritual health. So those four pillars you should be aware of in, in your life. Yeah. So I think when you think about sleep, I would say, because, you know, most people think of it like, like eating, it's just something we have to do. And you have to, you know, you have to prefer foods in the same sense, you know, you got to make your bed and all this stuff, but you should think of sleep also more like an investment because it's something you do on average a third of your life. And so it's, you should consider what you sleep on because, you know, we consider the clothes we wear because, you know, we we wear those all day. 
and uh, or the shoes that we wear because we walk around a lot or the chair that we sit in. Um, but we should consider just what we sleep on. And it doesn't have to be ours, but it can be, you know, as long as you research it well and you're convinced that what you're buying is good and what you're buying is actually an investment, you know, not just an item because, you know, it's it's going to set the foundation for almost every day for you. Yeah, so. I, I love that. Invest in sleep. Probably that's probably going to be the title of this episode. Uh, and uh, yeah, it is. And 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 even from a biohacking perspective, because I, I dove into that. You know, when you hear about diet and exercise and then sleep, and as you were saying, a lot of people think sleep is kind of like the. You know, you get the, you know maybe you focus on that after you focus on diet and exercise, but the, in reality, those are the three pillars. And diet and exercise rest on the pillar of sleep. If you're not getting good restorative sleep, the benefits from exercise or, or from eating right are going to be much less. And that's why, I mean, again, sleep is so much more important than I ever thought initially. And, and my appreciation for it has only grown. So, uh, so yeah, I appreciate that reminder that you're giving our audience and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lena. Want to learn how to avoid the 33 mistakes most autism parents make? Get your free training today. Visit autismparentingsecrets.com slash unstoppable.